Hey, and welcome to Tomorrow. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. Today on the podcast, we discuss Mel's Hole, Weed Candy, and Neopets. I don't want to waste one minute. Let's just get right into it. All right. Well, here it is. Another tomorrow. A new tomorrow, you might say. And just think, next week, this tomorrow will be yesterday's tomorrow. Actually, it'll be last week's tomorrow. They just keep coming. No matter what we do. They keep hitting you every day. There's actually my favorite Philip Larkin poem. It's called Days. It addresses this exact topic in the most depressing way possible. I recommend you read it, but only if you're in a very good state of mind. I feel like the days and the news are um, the chocolates, and I'm, we're Lucy and Ethel, and we're just trying to stuff them wherever we can put them. I think you're making an I Love Lucy reference. I am. The audience of Tomorrow, the podcast, does not know about the I Love Lucy. I think you're underestimating the I Love Lucy fandom. I think the Tomorrow audience is a progressive, forward-looking audience that doesn't waste their time on on TV retrograde TV shows from the 1940s. Okay, so we're not going to do our Twilight Zone podcast. No, we are doing it. We're doing that. But that's <laughs> from right. the 60s. All right, all right, all right. Okay. All right, we've Anyhow. got a lot of news this okay. week. Yeah, we're like Lucy and Ethel trying to eat all that chocolate in that hilarious episode <laughs> where in the old day, like on the old sitcoms, you could just do like a visual gag and that was enough. Yeah. I guess that's true of things like uh, most CBS sitcoms as well. Sure. Yeah. Dra- dra- drag CBS and me. <laughs> This guy loves visual gags. If you go see Ryan perform, it's actually it's like, like, he's like he's like literally he's like gay carrot top. Is that <laughs> is carrot top gay actually? No, he does work out quite a bit. You do have red hair though. Yeah, it's but it's like dyed, like Lucy. He's a lot like like Lucy. Actually, he does a whole bit. Ryan does a bit where he eats chocolate. Just easy, just put at it, home alone. Just try to put it. <laughs> it's a really sad. Bit. It's like very meta. Very. It's like a very, very high level of performance art where you're yeah. just like, just sad. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Chocolate's, right. chocolate's great though. Oh well, I will say I ate a lot of chocolates this weekend. They were weed candies, and I didn't know the dosage, no, and no. I oh, blacked no. out for a day. <laughs> did you really? Yes. That's very bad. You got to look yeah. at the. You got to read the dosage, man. I did. I misread it. Anyway, um, I just had a memory of a of a guy at raves that I used to see who had a very I'm not going to name his name. But when I went to raves in the 90s, there was a guy specific person. You'd see him in D.C. You'd see him in Baltimore. You'd see him in Pittsburgh. You'd see, him, you know, all over that sort of general corridor. <laughs> he had a very high pitch voice and he sold all sorts of drugs, but acid. And you would hear off in the distance. You hear this voice. It was like doses. Doses, <laughs> and then we get closer and closer. And be like, Doses. It was almost like the guy from uh, the Warriors. You know, at the yeah. end of the Warriors, they're like Warriors. But he was like a guy saying doses. That's a word for acid for those who are listening that don't know. And he was selling them like peanuts at a baseball game. Basically, yeah, because that's how shit was in the late nineties. Wow. Anyhow, I like that you specified raves in the nineties. Yeah, well, they're not like modern raves, like fucking Tiesto getting paid four hundred thousand dollars to play a CD. Right. These people were fucked up. Well, speaking of music <laughs> music stuff, we yes. do have a news story here about that, so oh. let's transition. Mm. We have uh, Beachella just happened this weekend. What? Coachella? Yeah, Beyonce at Coachella. You know, I um, 
I looked at Twitter and people were really fired up. It was good. Listen, that was the night I was super high and I watched half oh of it God. and I really started freaking out. Listen, Beyonce is a once in a lifetime artist. Mm-hmm. Okay. She has everything. She has it all. The perfect life. The perfect husband. Just kidding. <laughs> um, it's like, a, actually, if you made a, a film about a person like Beyonce, there's a lot of interesting, you could do a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Anyhow, Beyonce is an incredible artist and an incredible performer. What did you think of the performance? Um, it was amazing. It was it was phenomenal. Uh, is there anything even to say about it? That's the thing. That's I mean, it's, it's incredible that good. she that she can hire that many you know artists of color, credit so many people, reference so many amazing things, pull off this astonishing thing. But part of it is that like I, I, I look around at every other person in the music industry, and I'm like. Why can't you even try? Well, they're not Beyonce. I understand, but I, sometimes I look and I'm like, uh, like I don't know. Who are you looking at? Who? Like, like specifically? Like, like, a, like even other. There's other pop stars I don't think put in any. Like effort. Post Malone, or like even. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't Post Malone be as good remember, as Beyonce? When you tweeted that Post Malone is actually really good. So I was really drunk, and I was listening to Post Malone. I was like telling Laura about Post Malone because she'd never heard him. I, by the way, I introduced several people to Post Malone recently. Uh-huh. Post Malone's horrible. Okay, awful, awful. very Doris, bad. A rat person. Very bad. A rat person is. He looks like an adult cherub, which is the most. It's like a. What if a cherub grew up and, and, and like, was like, "I'm a bad boy." Got bad, yeah, he was like, a, "I'm a I'm like a badass." I appropriate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> appropriate. I mean, I think Jeremy referred to him as a, as a, a minstrel performer. Like, I mean, he's it's like, but like, here's the thing. Okay, yes. Yes, Post Malone is a, is bad. Yeah. And not in the way that he wants to be. No. But, okay, it's controversial. <laughs> I don't think he's actually a huge talent, but whoever is writing his songs is very good. They're okay. very, very catchy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it's upsetting. It's like, couldn't somebody better have made these songs? Sure. Because you're like, this is a good song. Yeah. Good song, bad person. I mean, it's like fancy with Iggy Azalea. Like, literally anyone else could have done oh her part on that, and it's it would true. have been fine. It's true. Iggy, Iggy, kind of the female Post Malone, in a way. <laughs> yeah, in a the way. Australian female Post Malone. <laughs> I'd like to see Iggy and Post get together, have a, you know, get have a relationship. Honestly, if Iggy could just own it all and just be like, yeah, I fucked up, no, whatever. She I mean, Iggy's thing should have been... I'm like Australian. Yeah, she should have been like I rap, but I'm Australian. Yeah, I'm like and a she white... should have rapped about like white Australians. Yeah, things. like what's that going on? Great. Like what's going on out there? I mean, that would have been bad, I'm sure, because she's probably like t- she's probably actually like I don't know for sure, but I bet she's really racist. I bet Iggy, uh, oh. I bet Iggy is actually like really racist. I mean, is there details on this? I'm not one for digging up old tweets, but you can dig up some old tweets where she's saying some stuff where you're like, Whoa. I hate to say this, but the first piece of music that Zelda ever heard was "Work" by Iggy Azalea. Oh my god, it's a good fucking song. I don't care. I thought fuck, fuck Iggy Azalea, but that's song is catchy as hell okay well at least she has a place to build from you know what anyhow speaking of wait uh, how do we talk oh yeah beyonce yeah. so getting back i don't want to tarnish her this segment beyonce is an incredible but you're like why can't other artists do it but if they could do it they'd be beyonce i guess that's like the, the facebook the winkle voss twins if would have been could have been built facebook they would have built it but don't you feel like there's no artist development anymore like you even look at someone like tanache spent so much time like in album hell release hell because all her songs are given to someone else and she can actually sing and dance but you look at some people who pop off the disney channel and they don't even put them through look, like hip-hop dance classes look, it's they not don't about singing and dancing teach them it's about, how to read music it's about star power okay i was talking to someone a good friend of mine in hollywood very powerful man in Hollywood. This is when you saw the Fuller House cast. No. It was a very powerful Hollywood man at a very powerful Hollywood party. And he said that uh, an actress walked in, whose name now totally escapes me. 
but it was a famous actress. And he was like, you could just tell when she walked in the room. Actually, he was before she was famous, what he was saying. When she walked in the room, she had a, a, a mag magnetism that was undeniable. People were just like this. You're in the presence of somebody special. Mm -hmm. I think like there are just people like me and like me. Uh, who <laughs> people like us, Ryan, uh -huh. who, who, who just who have back. who have a who have a presence that you know you can't account for with any not any amount of training gets them that not any amount of being but wouldn't able it to, help a little a little bit <laughs> like if Fifth Harmony could all dance at the same time that really would have helped the situation yeah for sure <laughs> I mean I've never I don't think I've ever seen Fifth Harmony perform exactly but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like you know who has that quality Madonna. Sure. Michael Jackson. Gaga had it. Lady Gaga. I mean, she still does. She's just doing other stuff. Who else has that kind of presence? Britney had it. Young Britney had it. No. I don't know. I mean, she did. Maybe a little. Like that 50. Oops performance. Okay. But like, but like, but like, it, it was at 25% of what Kanye Beyonce. has it. Kanye. It's weird because Kanye kind of does. He no, kind of does. He kind of doesn't. He's a. Fa I watch. I could watch him in that little clip where he says, "I like robots." I'm <laughs> keeping up with the Kardashians. It's the most charming thing I've ever seen. He's. And then we said he wasn't charming. Now I'm not saying he's not. Doesn't have star okay. power. He doesn't have Beyonce level. You're star talking power. about X Factor. We should be happy Kanye doesn't have Beyonce level star yeah, power. We should be happy because if Kanye could do what Beyonce does yeah. with her with her sheer presence, yeah. his presence is kind of like this guy's like a weird kind of a weird creep. Like I love him. But yeah. I sort of hate him. Yeah. That's my that when you see Kanye, you're like, what's he gonna do? I feel a little bit worried, but also like I can't wait to see what he does. But yeah. Beyonce, it's like whatever this is, oh, we're gonna be safe. It's gonna fucking rule. Yeah. But imagine if he had that kind of presence, he would be unstoppable. Yeah. That's why it's good that Kanye's a little He would be Rihanna. Fucking weird. No, Rihanna's it's different. She doesn't have what Beyonce has. She doesn't. She, okay. do, you, she doesn't. I think they have it. different things, but they both have. You know who does though is Mickey Echo. Boy, his power, his <laughs> stage presence, his power. Do you know who Mickey Echo is? No. Nobody knows who Mickey Echo is. Who is Mickey Where Echo? did he come from? Where did he go? It's, he's like Cotton Eye Joe, but he's Mickey Echo. You could actually redo the song. He is the person who duets with Rihanna on "Stay." Oh, he has curly hair. Okay, it's like really curly. Mm -hmm. He kind of looks like the guy who duets with. He's like with, Colby Odonis. Okay, you know that. You know that. What is the a great big world guy yeah. with the curly hair? Uh -huh. He looks like that, but he's hotter. Okay. He's like Gautier in the in the fact that nobody knows where he came from. He, he appeared one time. Stays, That's right, Mickey Echo. Yeah, stays one of the great okay. one of the great yeah. pop ballads of all time, in my opinion, huh. in one man's opinion. But I think it's also empirical fact. Mickey Echo came and went. Yeah. Why? How did he get there? How did Rihanna end up with Mickey Echo? I will say that there are a lot of Britney tracks where they, the record label clearly was like, we'll pay for two music videos if you put this weird rapper on for 12 seconds. If, you know what's crazy? Is like you, G Easy or Sobby. <clears throat> but what's really crazy, if you go back, it's like the Sixth Sense, you'll, you'll discover all those people were Mickey Echo. <laughs> Okay, we have to move on. <laughs> this has gotten too... Right. We're down too a rabbit hole. Too all right, what else? Um, so uh, the Starbucks racial profiling stuff happened this week. Did you, you, you watched the video, right? Yeah, I watched the video. It's fucking insane. I like how all the people in there are like, they didn't do anything. What is going on? Yeah. They're just like, we're just, well, they're black. We just have to arrest them, I guess. And like, for doing what? For waiting at a coffee shop for a friend? Because then I should be arrested every okay. single okay. day. Well, I get that. Like, look, <laughs> it's funny. I like, okay, you're a Starbucks employee who sucks. And you're like, uh, police... There's some black people here. Yeah. Okay, you're the police. Suspicious. Okay, you come in. You're the police. Wouldn't you assess the fucking situation? Be like, hey, um, 
Who, what are, where are they? Oh, they're over there. What are they doing? Well, nothing, but they're just kind of standing I'm there. I'm waiting to buy a flat white to like, discuss architecture. Yeah, you're like, you're like, <laughs> hey, what are you guys doing? This is me. I'm the cop. Hey, what are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're waiting for a friend. Okay. That, there's, that's it. You could leave. The cops It seems can like go. it would be a lot more work to arrest somebody. Yeah. Like, what is it? No. I just want to understand. They're like, the cops walked in, made a beeline for those guys and started putting cuffs on them. Like, how does that work? I, I mean, the thing is, usually with these stories, you can disagree with what happened. and then, But then when you hear somebody's reasoning, it's not that you empathize. It's that you see how the dominoes fell. You're like, all right, I see how this situation played out, even though it's extremely unfortunate. This, there's not even it makes no dominoes. Sense. No, I mean, it's like just a bunch of scared, lame Racists, yeah, just acting like tough. fucking and then lame Starbucks weirdos. closed all Starbucks for a day to do racial profiling teaching, and it was like, okay, uh, this yeah. is just inconveniencing the customers you haven't arrested. No, yet. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and nobody's you... learning in a day to not like be a it. racist. I like that, like, I like how they're like, oh, fuck, did we not do the class where we told our employees not to call the police <laughs> on random people of color for no reason? Do we skip that class with the Starbucks training? <laughs> I feel like, like there was a handbook. I'm sorry. Do you actually need to give the class on this? I mean, I understand people are like have their biases or whatever, but do you need to know to not call the police on people who are right, the outline is shutting down next week to teach people not to light things on fire. No, it's like yeah, no, but you there may <laughs> be a reason. No, 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 there may be a reason to light something on fire. I need to start a fire. I want to light something on fire, like uh, a match. That's kind of lighting something on fire. Yeah. I want to get smoke a cigarette. You know, I want to have a joint, a weed joint. <laughs> but the thing about it is like. I just don't understand. Well, I do understand. White people are scared. Mm-hmm. They're so scared and stupid. And they're racist. And then we have to deal with this bullshit. The world has to deal with their bullshit. I don't think Starbucks should have shut down because I think Starbucks should have said, well, we made it very clear to everybody at Starbucks. And how could you not have to not call the police on people who don't do anything? Yeah. It's not, you, do you have to tell them that? Is that a lesson that we have to tell people now? It's like, what a, where, like, how do you not know, like, what was the reason the person called the police? It just feels like you're not qualified for your job if you can't. You're not quali- qualified for any job. <laughs> like, there's no, there's just no, fire them, make a donation, and, like, apologize profusely. It's so upsetting. I watched the video, like, over and over. Somebody put it on Instagram, and I was just watching. I was trying to, like, understand all of the pieces that were occurring. Because it was like a tableau, like, of all the things that were happening in this in this shot of, you know, somebody shot on their phone or whatever. I just think, look, I, I don't think, first off, I, okay, this may be a controversial statement. I don't think Starbucks, the corporation, is actually responsible for what happened. I mean, I think that they should take responsibility for it. I don't think it's like, it's hard to imagine a situation where Starbucks would want or encourage or not at least message to its employees that they are an equal equal opportunity in every way, shape, and form. My impression of Starbucks has always been that they don't care who you are as long as you have enough money for a latte. Sure. That's been, been my impression. Yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but I would imagine that the people who own Starbucks are like, yeah. we want people to come in here and, 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 and buy coffee and enjoy themselves and— we don't care about we, we are Starbucks is what it is. It's not like it, an individual employee makes them culpable, That's what I'm saying, but right. not like. It's but so not, the yeah, question there becomes like the question there becomes it's like it's like can you prevent? Can you actually prevent bad dumb people from doing bad dumb things? Better hiring practices. Well, yes, better think. hiring. Yeah. But I guess like if you're like oh and by the way don't call the police on people of color for no reason like if you specifically say that yeah. I guess it just you, seems like that should have been fairly obvious. Yeah, but then you, I guess you can then be like, well, we told them not to do it. Yeah, but, so it. this is not on us. Anyhow, very depressing story. Very stupid. Very sad. And I will say I avoided uh, I was uh, using a, getting a K cup today and I avoided 
the, I was at a place where they had different selections. You avoided, and I avoided the Starbucks the cake. Roast. I was like, I'm gonna get this whatever this other off-brand shit is. And you know what? I told Elias too. He was like, I gotta go. We were meeting Elias Rothblatt, our COO. We were meeting, uh, and he was like, I'm gonna camp out in the Starbucks for like 10 minutes before the meeting. And I was like, really, Starbucks? And he went to an uh, to a Pret a Manger or something. Okay, so fuck that's you, tough, Starbucks. Tough unless you taking know, a firm hand. Unless you're making. As far as, as Starbucks made a statement on this. Yeah, they're like, we don't like this. They're like, that's not good. No, oh, you don't do that. Hey, cut okay. it out. All right, let's keep. Right. Let's go. Let's Speaking go. of other companies yeah. um, with disappointing news stories this week, ends up Neopets was run by Scientology. So listen, I think that I'm not saying this for me because I I uh, I know all about Neopets and love love all the Neo. Pets in the Neopet world. Ne- ne- Neotopia. Neotopia. I was a big a fan of Neotopia back in the old days. But to tell the listener if they don't know what mm-hmm. a Neopet is, mm-hmm. can you talk to me a little bit? Explain You're a little bit. You're asking for a friend. I'm saying that, of course, not for me because, as you know, I'm an extreme Neopet. You're so young. Uh, <laughs> neo- well, my, I mean, part of it is like when you're raised like in, our, in our generation, being really young, you know, like you just grow up with Neopets. And yeah. so you're like, yeah, you know, Neopets. Um, but for like a person who, an older person who maybe doesn't know, yeah. you know, can you explain neo, a Neopet? So a Neopet was like a Pokemon in a browser and you would like take it on games and like it was like kind of a Tamagotchi meets a Pokemon and they would like fight and they had little stories and then you would like teach them things and, and like do quizzes and like oh. play little games. It's like and a then, new it's like a new kind of pet. And then they introduced like you put real money into it to like put little clothes on it and stuff. It was oh, like could, early microtransactions. Sure, you stuff. could I always just dress it up my Neopets. Uh, oh yeah. Putting them in a little like a little blazer. Little little, little s- pair of little pair of loafers. <laughs> You know, a little cap, a little, little, back, little backwards little, cap, little scarf. blazer, backwards cap, loafer, scarf, no pants, <laughs> pantless, pantless pet. What was the name of yours? What was, uh, what was the breed? Uh, it was a, uh, you know, I actually, I to be honest with you, I had access to, I was such a deep level <laughs> Neopet user that I had you access. You were clear. I had access. <laughs> you were I level clear. eight. I was an OT, I was an OT level 14. <laughs> And I had access to another level of Neopets that you couldn't access uh-huh. yet at your operating yeah, level. Yeah, no, I mean, I couldn't. I couldn't yeah. afford it. So, you know, I, we don't talk about it also. Uh, oh, okay. Um, oh, here's the thing. Here's the thing about... <clears throat> about One was literally named after Xenu. Here's the thing. Hold on, Here's the thing about the Neo, getting to a higher level of Neopet mm-hmm. user mm-hmm. is that um, you don't talk about it because, this, because there are secrets. Mm-hmm. And also... People who try to get that information out of you or try to tell you that you're spending too much time with your Neopet are suppressive, a suppressive person. Yeah, and then they're fair game. An SP, and you need to, yeah, and you need to watch out for them it, within the realm of, of the Neoverse. Yeah. Okay, Neotopia. Neotopia. Where where the Neopets are. Yeah, and where they live. And where, where the Neopets live and, and where the other Neopets live that you don't have access to due to your OT level. Due to your OT level being too low. Anyhow, um, so yeah, so it turns out Turns out the Neopet universe was actually a, a carefully constructed virtual model of the of an ideal Scientology business u- utopia. Yeah, a Scientology Ponzi scheme run by Logan from Veronica Mars's dad. Okay, I don't know who Logan is. You do because you're because you're of this generation. You watched Veronica Mars, right? Actually, Veronica Mars. <laughs> the, I felt the people on Veronica Mars seemed a little old to me. Uh, okay, yeah, uh, that elderly Because so, I'm so I'm so yeah. I was so youthful at the time that no, Veronica Mars aired. I was like, like Kristen Ritter. I, this like, I don't, don't want to watch these old people. Who's Paris Hilton? I don't want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who is Paris Hilton? Great question. Um, yeah, Anyhow. and a shock, shocking turn of events. Did, would that, did that change how you felt about your Neopet? 
How many Neopets did you own? I definitely made a lot of Neopets and like enjoyed the process of making one and then was like, I'm good here. Do you feel I didn't like, need to put together puzzles on the internet. Do you feel like your your exposure to the Neopets made you more understanding of the um, ethos and philosophy of of L. Ron Hubbard's teachings? Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, I will say making those Neopets it was how I got into Scientology and became the great person I am today and am transforming other people through becoming clear and have my psychic abilities. But well, one thing I like about... I also since bought all the Mission Impossible movies on there. Since you become a... The platform. Since you become a Scientologist, one thing that I like is that you always are saying, don't take your prescription medication. Yeah. And don't use therapy, which I think is great because I think... You know, mental health is kind of a construct. Yeah, I spend a lot get, of time knocking Zoloft out of people's hands. Yeah, if you can get, I think because if you can Shelley get, Miscavige. if you get the right kind of audit, you don't need, you don't need Prozac. No, you, you just, need. yeah, you just need talk therapy from a completely untrained, unlicensed person holding a randomized number that generator. That to me is, did you ever end, did you ever end up in that um, part of the uh, uh, Neotopia where... Where they were, you'd walk past that building and they would ask you if you wanted the stress test. Mm -hmm. That's and how I got on. You go in and you, your Neopad would, would get a stress test. It'd hold those little, it was little like, ah, the e meter. I have anxiety. They, about it, they actually called it the Neo meter, but um, it was pretty cool. Yeah. So, anyhow, so like, so I, I, the you one know, I saw yesterday, a lot of people talking about this. People were like, my childhood has been, you know, irreparably harmed yeah. by this. Do you feel that way? No. Wow. Okay. I didn't engage a ton Great with Neopets. Great conversation about Neopets. No, but here's why. I didn't engage with a ton of a ton with Neopets. And also, like, that was definitely a damaging business model that we shouldn't have introduced children to begin with, whether or not it was run by a cult. Like, microtransactions for children and, like, it just, it, none of it was good. Like, a, a parent on the game would have been like, no. What if we found out that Minecraft was also started by a Scientologist? What, wasn't it started by an alt-right figure? <laughs> yeah, it was started by a racist okay, alt-right figure. Okay, first off... Okay, first off, Notch is from, like, Norway. Mm -hmm. Everybody in Norway is a little racist, okay? I'm not getting excusing him. more subtle. I'm not excusing him, but they're, listen, you talk to people from Norway. Isn't PewDiePie from, like, Sweden? Yeah. One those, of those countries. I, by the way, I have Scandinavia. a good, you know, Magnus, our old, now, I'm not putting Magnus on blast. He's not racist. Mm -hmm. But I will say, but the old, our old podcast producer, Magnus, was from Sweden. Mm -hmm. And one thing, no, I'm saying he, he was, he's not at all racist, Okay. <laughs> No, but what I what but what I found is in is is that in kind of like and I went to Norway. I was in Norway. I spent a week there once. I just think that like and I'm not excusing. Notch is definitely not a good guy. And PewDiePie fucking blows. But like I do think there's like they don't. It's like they don't know. It's like you know people who are like racist, but they don't realize they're being racist. They're mm -hmm. like, oh, like that's my extended like, family. Like when you're like, oh, he's, he tried to Jew me down. I had an argument with the guy at a deli once. You know, he was like, yeah, he tried to Jew me down. I was like, uh, excuse me, like I'm Jewish, and that's like extremely fucking rude to say. And he's like, well, he's like, what do you care? I got a lot of Jewish friends. It's like you're like you're not no, you're not making the connection here. What you just said, just think about what you just said. But like I think they're like they say stuff like PewDiePie. One of his problems is like he thinks like he's grown up in a place where everybody's basically white. And so his sensitivity to like what actually crosses the line is like not is not attuned appropriately. In a lot of European countries or countries where it's like very homogenous, for example, Australia, yeah, they they constantly say like we don't have racism there. here or like we don't have it like you do. And it's yeah, like, yeah, you're just not talking about. No, no, they just have don't it. Care that they you have it. it. It's just like there's nobody to check them on the shit that yeah. they're racist. That's what I guess what I'm saying is yeah. like they're racist, but in a different way in the sense that like. They don't even know what they're doing is racist because they don't even ever have to be exposed to anybody to question their activity. Yeah. Anyhow, a lot but, of a lot of race talk for two white guys. Wait, today. how the hell 
did we get on Notch? Oh, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he's not an all right guy, though, is he? I think he is. I mean, what constitutes all right at this point? He's like a gamer game I mean, guy. I, it's something I about gassing on nubbins. Oh, really? Ugh, God, all these guys are so fucking <laughs> lame. Him and him and Palmer Lucky should form a commune or something. It's like fucking lame. Call ass. It Neotopia. Yeah, Neotopia. <laughs> it's all these fucking lame ass tech guys with their like bad ideas. It's insane. Anyhow, should we move on? Should we bring in our guest? Yeah, I think that sounds that sounds about right. Uh, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We've talked about a lot of news. We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with uh, Outline's weekend editor, Drew Millard, to talk about the weekend. What happens if you play Monopoly with real money? You've got to pay the piper. Okay, let's pay the, the piper. There are no okay, free lunches in this completely reinvented game of Monopoly. What does space sound like? What happens when you overwork yourself? Do you believe that work-related stress has increased? It reflects the fact of how little value we place on the well-being of human beings. The Outline World Dispatch. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a new story on the theme of power, power culture, culture, or the, the future. future. Handpicked from theoutline.com. Find us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Spotify, your Amazon Alexa Flash briefing, or wherever you download your podcasts. Also, you can say, okay, Google, play me the news, and we're right there. Oh my God, yeah! Make your mornings a little weirder. Drew Millard is here. He is the Outline's weekend editor. Drew, thank you for joining me. Yeah, of course. You, uh, you don't live in New York. No, I live in Durham, North Carolina. That's a real American area. Yeah. Wynn is nodding her head furiously because she's from North Carolina. Yeah, it's the yes. best. Yeah. Durham is the best? Both North Carolina and, or not North Carolina, Asheville, North Carolina and Durham, North Carolina are these sort of oases in an otherwise unmanageably bullshitty ass motherfucking state. Wow. Um, but like New York City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. True. It's like you don't want to be in fucking Albany, no. like no, doing no, anything. Get out. I mean, I mean, um, sure, there's fine people in Albany. Sure. No, but, there's no. fine people on Long Island, but I'll fine, tell you categorically, on, don't go to Long Island. On both sides, on both sides, on all the sides of New York. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, that's true of many, like, like Pennsylvania is like that. Yeah. You've yeah. got Philly. California is like that. You've got Pittsburgh, and then it's like Pennsylvania. Yeah. No offense to all the shit in it's Pennsylvania. Like just Hawaii is a solid like, state through and through, right? As a person from Pennsylvania, I can say a lot of it's bad. Yeah. What part of Pennsylvania are you from? Pittsburgh. Oh, uh, like uh, when Pittsburgh, uh, so were you there before Pittsburgh became second Detroit? Yeah, I left Pittsburgh and it got cool. I'm sure there's no correlation. Okay, second Detroit is a weird way to frame it. Uh, well, I was trying to neg you. Oh, okay, really? I mean, I think Pittsburgh <laughs> is 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 in some ways cooler than Detroit because it has uh, more hills. But doesn't Detroit have like a robot museum? Pittsburgh has a robot museum, I think. Detroit's is bigger. Is that just your childhood? Home? I don't know. Are you from Detroit or something? What do you what do you try to prove here? Uh, I mean, I have a lot of family from okay. Flint. Okay. Are you mad about Pittsburgh? 
Yeah, definitely. Why? Because it's not Detroit. Okay, that's doesn't have Madonna. That's that's yeah, that's true. Jeff Goldblum went to that's, college there, and he grew good. up there. Actually, I think. I'm just saying, who is the best rapper who has ever come from Pittsburgh? Post Malone. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa? I'm just kidding. I'm no, no Post Malone is from some, I mean, best, Dallas. You're, you're saying kidding. best? Uh, actually, I think Post Malone is from Albany or what? Syracuse or something. I'm pretty sure Post Malone's go dad like, is an executive with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, something like that. But but I think originally he's from Syrac- Syracuse. Uh, um, oh, is that true? Is that right? It, it's yes, not your Post head. Malone is from Syracuse, New York. He's wow. Syracuse. Oh, okay, wow. but... Um, but, uh, but moved to Grapevine, Texas. Wait a second. Wait, wait. What was I addressing? Oh, the best rapper from Pittsburgh? I would say Hitman. Okay. So best or most popular? We can do both. Well, most popular is obviously Wiz Khalifa. Yes. He lives, like, very close to um, Laura's dad, like, in the really? South Hills of Pittsburgh, like, which is a very sleepy, very suburban, like, it's just funny to imagine him hanging out there. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Hitman. I don't know Hitman. You've heard Hitman. Have you heard uh, The Chronic 2000? Yes. Hitman is one of the rappers on that album. Oh, yeah, there is a Pittsburgh connection, right? Like, isn't that why? I mean, did Snoop start wearing the Pittsburgh hats? I feel like he has a Pittsburgh connection. I feel like he was one of the early Pirates hat wearers. That also could be a connection to Pittsburgh, California. No. I don't think so. It's a Pirates hat. Yeah, but uh, do you know the rapper Awax, who is I know a, the name. He's a uh, Bay Area rapper from Pittsburgh, California, oh. and he has the Pittsburgh Pirates P just tattooed on his fucking throat. That's really weird because that's definitely the F- Pittsburgh from from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, definitely. But it's I mean, if I like, live close enough, <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay, so you're a rap fan, is what I'm learning about you. I am. A, I am a rap fan. Yes. What don't I know about you that I should know about you, Drew? Uh, I play golf five times a week. Okay, that's fucking crazy. Wow. That's nuts. You're like Trump. Yes, yeah. yes. And I don't do anything five times a week. I know. Oh, I definitely do. You guys and, don't record uh, this podcast five <laughs> okay, times well, a week? Yeah. Um, what else? I... I want two more facts about you that, okay. know, that, that I don't know. I have a dog named Nora Efron. Oh, wow. Okay. <gasps> That's awesome. I That's love great. Nora Efron That's and dogs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, why We're spinning name, off this podcast? Why name a dog Nora Efron? Seems like it could be an insult to Nora Efron in her memory. She came named Nora Efron. Oh. When okay, so you, I adopted her. You can't take resp- you don't take responsibility for it. That's good. Uh but I mean she seemed like a Nora Efron yeah, to me. She it. has a very similar personality okay. uh to Nora. Uh Nora was a very caring person. She loved cooking. Mm. And the dog cooked and was very concerned with her neck. She was. Yeah. Uh, and given that Nora is a Pomeranian, she is very concerned with her back legs. Oh, huh. yeah. Uh, Pomeranian. That's a dog that's like a, if like a poodle and chihuahua fucked. Yes. Right? Super cute. Lots of noise, right? Lots of noise. Oh, yeah? Lots yeah, of yeah. You should get yeah. her. You, you should get Nora Efron together with Penny. You got a lot to say. A dog that won't yeah. shut the fuck up <laughs> ever, not for any reason, in all sorts of scenarios that are super annoying. Same. All right. Third fact about you. Third fact about me. Um, my dad ran for Congress in 2016, 
came in a strong second. Wow. 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 Republican? Democrat. Wow. wow. Okay. He ran in North Carolina, and okay. that's why the fuck he lost. Oh. Uh, well, yeah. there you have it. As Ryan was saying, North Carolina, cesspool. Um, yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was trying to do something about it, but uh, they didn't let him. He was trying to clean up the cesspool. Yeah. It was, to trade the swamp, the North Carolina swamp. Yeah. It was kind of amazing because he was running against this guy, Patrick McHenry, who's like third, second, third, fourth ranking uh, Republican in the House. And he was such a sneaky fucking debater. Uh, when he is a master debater, say it really fast. <laughs> uh, and when my dad was debating him in the first debate, uh, the Patrick McHenry was like, we got to do something about ISIS. And my dad was like, you know, like maybe we shouldn't concentrate on like fighting ISIS, but instead like figuring out what the root causes of ISIS are mm-hmm. and like addressing those things so we don't get ISIS too, the ISIS isoning. Right. And ISIS X Al Qaeda. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very like very monocle. <laughs> yeah. ISIS X Deadpool. Um <laughs> And so that happens in debate one. And in debate two, uh, Patrick says to my dad, so in the previous debate, you said in as many words, you don't care that ISIS is cutting the heads off of Christians. Yeah, that's how they do it, man. <sighs> yeah. That's how, pol- that's how politicians debate. Uh, yeah. That's it. That's exactly what the discourse is. It's like just when gotcha. When did you stop beating your wife? Just gotcha bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah. like, right. Yes, of course. That's terrible. Well, fuck him. Your dad Sucks. seems like a true American hero. Um, He's now, pretty chill. Okay. Now, Drew, you run the weekends at The Outline. Yep. And the weekends get pretty weird. We have some pretty weird stories. One of the things I've noticed about you is that you just don't you just don't give a fuck and you go for it. Okay. Would Dude, you say that's true? Yeah. You got to go hard. So, so like, tell me about your approach. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. And tell me about a story that you've done recently that you felt a particular um, a love for? Uh, so I'd say that my the thing that I like to do the most is edit pieces that take uh, a very hard journalistic look at something really fucking stupid. Like for example? Uh, so I had <laughs> a writer, a thing, by the way, <laughs> I had a writer try to steal Mark Zuckerberg's trash. Oh, right. Oh, that yeah, was great. That story was great. That was great. Um, he couldn't do it. He couldn't do it there. Yeah. There were like guards guarding his fucking trash. And then he goes up to the guy and he's like, can I look in the trash? He's like, it's not Mark's trash, but it's like out in front of his house. It's definitely why, Mark's trash. Why would you say that if oh, it wasn't? Well, what's so amazing is there's a guy there. His whole job is just to go, that's not Mark's trash. His whole yeah. job is to come up with a better a better redirect. Imagine he immediately if, said Mark's name. Imagine it's Buckingham Palace and the guys in the hats, instead of uh, whatever they do, which is like you can't make him smile or something. Yeah, I tried when I was like 18 because, of course. Did you do it? I was like, blink twice if you like your job. And he blinked once. <gasps> and that's, now that's that guy's British getting style fired. Blinking, actually. That's, that's, that's him blinking twice with an accent. Yeah, you realize. yeah. Um, the, but like imagine that those guys are there, but their job is to go, that's not Mark's trash. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the yeah. Queen's trash. I love it, man. Yeah, that story is, that story is crazy. That, you also wrote, did you write the Art Bell, the quick Art, yeah, Art Bell yeah, thing? And we yeah. were talking about Art Bell. 
I don't know if people who are listening to this know who Art Bell is. Ryan, I don't know if you know who Art Bell is. Yeah, I know who Art Bell is. Yeah, you do. Okay, I hope so. Ryan's a very savvy guy. I know I Love Lucy. Art Bell is a big I Love Lucy fan. Um, Art Bell is sort of the the original. I mean, I think it's safe to say that without Art Bell, the X-Files probably never would have existed. I'd say so. You know, he's like the original conspiracy guy. But like from a time, and, and I was just, we've been talking about this a little bit, in you know, editorially, and I was talking about this with Katie Drummond, our editor, and I was saying like, you know, what's interesting is like Art Bell came at a time that was so his the conspiracies were so innocent. Yeah. They yeah. were so like 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 what if are aliens abducting people? Are, are you know, is the is Bigfoot real? Is there a giant hole in Montana called Mel's Hole? Or maybe it's in Washington State. But I've been to Mel's Hole. You've been to Mel's Hole? <laughs> been to a couple of Mel's I know all about, <laughs> Wow. I know all about Mel's Hole. Um, no, it's like stuff like the things they would cover on the X-Files, the old school X-Files, yeah. like the Monster of the Week episodes, where it'd be like a man who can collapse all of his bones. It'd be like, is there a man? It was like that. It was like, it was like Ripley's Believe It or men Not. Men in Black stuff. Yeah, yeah, kinda, yeah. Well, but Men in Black was a little more detailed. This was like, you know, the cows are being mutilated. Is it aliens? Do we ever figure that out, by the way? Is it aliens? Uh, oh, are you talking about the, the like, cows. oh yeah, that was a treaty that the aliens made with Eisenhower, uh, oh, in exchange wow. for alien technology, like Wi-Fi and oh, like, yeah. like sanitary wipes and shit. Yeah. Uh, wow. Those they, are the two. Yeah. They're like we need ass wipes and Wi-Fi. Yeah. And wait, sanitary wipes. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. hands or oh, for asses. anything. Yeah. Okay. Or like a multi-purpose sanitary yeah, wipes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They were later re- remarketed like a few years ago as sex wipes. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. So like fuck Shark Tank and Hedy Lamar. It was aliens that came up with these. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what did Hedy Lamar invent? Wi-Fi. Hedy Lamar invented Wi-Fi? Uh, I've heard this story. Is that true, though? She invented the wireless technology used to make Wi-Fi. Can we confirm this with an expert? No, it's true. I don't want to confirm it. I like believing it. As not an expert, but somebody who loves Hedy Lamar. I I love Hedy Lamar, too. But I and I and I remember like skimming that story but I, I was like that was like a couple of years ago there was a story on it or something you forget that you don't tend to think about the people who invent things fuck no so we were talking about we were talking about Art Bell mm-hmm. and you know I was just saying like now the conspiracy theories are like <laughs> the president of the United States got pissed on in the Russian hotel room yeah yeah <laughs> it's like more Art... plausible and specific but Alex Jones got started on Art Bell right on his show Coast to Coast um, I think I was I was slacking you about this did uh, I tell you that you you made this claim and I made a counterclaim yeah which was that Alex Jones uh, and Infowars first started uh, popping off after he raised a bunch of money to build like to rebuild the Waco People's Church Art Bell did no, no, no. Alex Jones. Alex did. Jones. Um, and I think that kind of the the moment, the day the music died for conspiracy theories and innocence of them was when the Waco and Ruby Ridge raids got carried out. Right. And then, like the far right nuts were like, "Well, now we have confirmation that the government is coming to kill us and take our guns. Right. We need." all assault rifles to be legal. Interesting. And oh, so you're saying you can draw a line from from Art Bell to Alex Jones to Waco. To Timothy McVeigh. To Timothy McVeigh and to uh, right-wing extremism in America. Yep. And to Donald Trump. Yes. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Are you working on a piece about this? 
We'll see. No. <laughs> I've got a conspiracy theory about whether this piece Here's is Here's a theory you haven't heard before. A man or a woman will write. I don't know. I don't really know where that's going. But um, Well, let's talk about Madman Markham. Are you aware of this madman? Uh, who? Madman Markham. Was he a, uh, a, an ad guy from the 60s who mm. smoked and drank a lot and had sex with people? Better. He was impossible. He was. Um, you tell that to the Emmys. He was my favorite coast to coast caller. Okay. He was this guy who like stole some generators. He was like this redneck guy in like Kentucky or some shit. Yeah. Um, and he stole some generators from the town dump or whatever the fuck. And he built this device in his garage and it created a force field. No. And he calls into Art Bell. He's like, hey, man, I got this damn force field here. What should I do with it? And Art Bell's like, well, I don't know. Maybe throw a penny at it. And so he throws a penny at it. The penny disappears. No. And then. This is fake, dude. No, it's real. It's on the radio. No, it's not real. And also, how would you think people would just go on the radio and lie? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess there's so many holes in this story. First off, Madman Markham is like. Mel's hole? I like, yeah. He's like, I went to, I got some generators from the town dump or whatever. And I decided, what am I going to do with these? So you f- make a force field. I'm build a force field, which is like not like there's plans for it, or it doesn't even make any sense. Like, what is like a, what is a force field? <laughs> it's a for it's a field of force. I don't see why I need to explain myself here. But and then there are people calling in, like debating on air what Madman Markham should do with the force field. What did he do? Uh, I think he walked through it. What and- happened? He just re- disappeared and no, resurfaced in, not. like, 2004. Dude, that isn't so not real at all. I, I mean, I love I the idea know. that we're talking about it. But, I don't know. But there's Maybe literally a deal with the alien. There's literally not a single part of that story that's believable in any way. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? But this is, like, early creepypasta. No, I know. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's the best. I mean, yeah. I love that. You, listen, this, here's, here's one of the best things that I, I, I have a memory of this, and I don't know if you've ever done this. If you've ever been on a long, when Art Bell was on the radio, when you would listen to the radio, when there was no mm-hmm. serious, mm-hmm. and you'd be on a long drive at night, mm-hmm. and you put on Art Bell, Art, you turn, you tuned to Art Bell. When there Bell. was no Tomorrow with Joshua Topolsky. Yeah, when you didn't have a, a creep fest like Tomorrow, yeah. you had to find, you had to stumble, serious. you had to stumble upon, uh, there was no stumble upon. You had yeah. to stumble, but you had to literally stumble upon uh, something on the radio. And and you was like, you know, the greatest, one of the greatest experiences of my life is like being in the car on a lonely open road at night and tuning into Art Bell coast to coast and and just listening to these fucking weirdos talk about the creepiest, weirdest. Yeah. It was like, it was like such a moment in time. It was like a pre, look, the pre-Wikipedia moment. It's like, okay, I can go now look at all of the information about what we know about Bigfoot in, like, one second. Mm-hmm. But in an age when you, like, literally would have had to go to the library and take out a book on, like, Which conspir- I did. Which oh, I, I did. did. I did also. I was, like, heavy into ghost books when I was, like, yeah. 13. I was, I was like, like, Mom, I've got some stuff to blow your mind. Yeah, <laughs> I was, like, a mega. I was, I, you know, I had, did I ever tell you about how I had a panic attack about, uh, pa- I, started, I started having panic attacks about spontaneous human combustion? Wow. When I was, like, 12, I read a book that had a whole thing on spontaneous human combustion. And for like two weeks, I was like having like these micro panic attacks that I was going to spontaneously burst into flame. I think I, when I was like a freshman in high school, I actually did a presentation on spontaneous human combustion. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, man. Yeah. That's the real stuff. Yeah. Anyhow, Art Bell was the person who was opening up that world Mm -hmm. to all of 
uh, all of the people, all the young boys, all the young, all the young boys who went much. on to have cool technology jobs <laughs> or to vote for a reality TV star. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah right. And yeah, I'd like to listen. I want to talk more, Drew. There's so much more to say, but we got, we have a short episode this mm-hmm. this week, so we have to wrap up. All right, but Can you're I... about to you're about to come on the site mm-hmm. and do your thing. I am. You had some parting words that you were going to say. I do. Okay. All right. This is some like hot off the presses breaking news. Oh I hope god. you guys are ready. Oh my god. You haven't found it because okay. you've been in this oh my warm god. room. What is happening? What happened? So you know the like miracle on the Hudson plane guy, yeah. Sully. Sully. Yeah. yeah. Yo, his fir- his name is not Sully Sullenberger. What's his name? Chelsea Sullenberger. Chelsea? Yeah, I've always thought it was fucking Sully Sullenberger. Well, I assume Sully was a nickname. I just thought Chelsea it was like Sullenberger. Yeah, I thought it was like Sirhan Sirhan. Um, wow. Like I really Philip thought. Phillips. I really yeah, thought. I really thought. First off, Sullivan Sullenberger. I just want to say you raise the you raise the threat level in this room really high. I don't and know then if, deliver. Yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know if Ryan felt it. I was like. Trump's dead. I was like, you're, you're going to get me with something No, insane. no. Scrap the podcast. But you yeah. know what? Scrap the podcast. We're yeah. redoing it. We're talking about Sully. Chelsea. Is it Sullenberger? Sullen, Sullenberger? Yeah. I don't know. The was he, actual was he played by Tom Hanks? In he was. Yes, he was. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Tom Hanks is so cool. Yeah. He's like one of the coolest actors. People I don't know. Give... I hope he doesn't milkshake duck at any point because I really love Tom Hanks. Oh, like a Weinstein situation. Yeah. Ugh. You... The idea of the idea of Tom Hanks being actually turning out to be a raper is really sad. Or like a racist or anything bad. Ugh. Nah, he's cool. Yeah. I, Please yeah. God. He's like he's, he's almost cool. like Mr. Rogers. He's like, gotta be cool. Laura was like, if if I if, if she's like that would be it. I mean, if, Chet if, sucks. If, yes. if, if yeah. <laughs> if, if, no, if, man, um, Chet's got bars. <laughs> he's <laughs> if, the most Malone of the Hanks family. <laughs> he actually is. All right. <laughs> um Okay, but really quickly. Okay, I was just gonna say uh, whatever. Laura was like, if I thought she's like, that would be it for me. If I found it the Mr. Rogers. Was like bad. She's like, I don't think I could go no, I would on. Just be done. No, I agree. I agree. Like, I think a lot of people would be like really broken. Yeah, yeah. I think we're clear with Fred Rogers. I hope. Yeah, but uh, Tommy Hanks is still. We're still not out of the woods. Yeah. Okay? Who is the? Who is uh, Jimmy Savile? Yeah. I feel like Who's he that? was like the British analog. He was like a oh, very funny. famous BBC presenter. Oh, so he, he did, did a ton he... of work with children. Oh yeah, and, I don't. Uh, and other things with children. I don't follow yeah. with British people. I try to avoid them. We got to wrap up. One really quick thing. Drew does not type his stories when he works on a story on a computer. Tell how, tell how the you, people how, how you, you how do you do it. Tell them how you how you produce your stories for the outline. I type them on an AlphaSmart three thousand, which is a keyboard with a tiny like one line LCD screen that literally shows a line of text. Yes, and that's how he produces all of his content. Excellent work. <laughs> well, all of my like first drafts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so you're I not can, doing like, the yeah. cards and stuff on the Alpha. It's like a twenty dollar Chromebook. And how does it? Yeah. And how do you get the files off of there? Let's it has it. a cord, and you plug. It's like an old printer cord. You plug it into a USB slot, and you push a button that says "send," and it shoots the text in the computer, and it takes five minutes to put it in. <laughs> it like are you it, like Art Bell of the Alpha? It like literally. <laughs> yes. it, yeah, it kind of is. It literally just like transmits the text to like a text uh, a document. As yep. if the thing was typing it out. 
Incredible. Okay. Drew, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm really glad that we got you on here. I'm so glad that our schedule's lined up, that we can do it. We obviously have a lot more to talk about, and we should do a conspiracy episode of tomorrow. We should do, we, all three of us should do a conspiracy episode and just come to the table with our best conspiracies. And I could talk about The Biggest Secret by David Icke. Have we discussed that recently? No, but I saw you have a David Icke book on your desk. Yes, it's called The Biggest Biggest Secret, which encompasses all conspiracy. Good. It's fucking great. All right. Drew, thank you so much. Of course. Thank you, guys. And we will be hearing from you again. Well, that's our show for this week. We'll be back next week with more tomorrow. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. But let's be honest, your family does not have the kind of presence to make them as good or famous as a Beyonce.